0: Good afternoon, good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the podcast, The Endurance of Labor Laws. I am your lovely host, Leslie Sullivan, and today is episode 109, and we are going to take a look at the Superfund sites in the state of Minnesota. And if you're hearing some funky noise in the background, that is my printer. So it is catching up on its print job, so that's what that funky noise is. Uh, but again, we are going to take a look at the Superfund sites located in the lovely state of Minnesota. And I have met some people from Minnesota, and I love how they pronounce it. I love their accent. They pronounce it as Minnesota. I love that. It is so neat all the different accents that are within the United States. We are a very diverse country, and that is what makes us beautiful and wonderful. So we need to embrace our differences, as long as they're legal and moral and ethical. (laughs) I want to stress that, Uh, because sometimes people try and pull the card. Oh, we need to be tolerant. But it's like be tolerant about someone's horrible behavior or how they disrespect people and things like that or look the other way when someone is being really cruel to another human being. That's not being tolerant. That's breaking the law. And also, if it's not against the law to be cruel to somebody, for example, if a serious crime hasn't been perpetrated but the person's behavior is cruel, it's still immoral. It goes against values, and it goes against treating the human race with dignity and respect, so just be aware of those things there. A little bit of housekeeping. First of all, let me give a big shout-out to my listeners. I almost forgot. My apologies. I love to see you guys here online because you guys are awesome. So a big shout-out to Virginia, Texas, Oklahoma, New York, Oregon, and Minnesota. In terms of countries, the United States, Canada, and the Russian Federation. A little bit of housekeeping. I can't believe I forgot to mention this earlier, but the month of June, in terms of the Hebrew calendar, is called Savan. So happy Savan to you. This is wonderful. And then also the month of June, yay, 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 we get to celebrate National Zoo and Aquarium Month. So if you have not been to your local zoo or your local aquarium, you need to go. Um, I live here in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, and I have a membership to the Oklahoma City Zoo And I love going there. It is so neat to see the good work that they do, the humanitarian aid that they have, especially when taking care of our environment and helping these animals as well. Because, see, here's the thing. Some of the animals that zoos have, they cannot live out in the wild. Like, they may have a condition or maybe they're up in years, like, they're considered, like, elderly in terms of um, their age for their species. So they probably would not last very long out in the wild. So, yes, there are animals that are in captivity, but some of them, they would not make it out in the wild. So, sometimes there is a reason and a good reason for animals to be in the zoo. So, because we get to guard and protect their species. You know, like, for example, we have endangered species uh, within the United States, well, and the world, I would say, the planet. And I think we we need to do a better job of protecting those species because once they're gone, they're gone. So... You know, all the more reason, go to your city zoo, and if you're not near one, take a vacation. Make it a wonderful trip, and you'll, you get to see that city, you get to see the zoo, you know, maybe go to a museum, stay at a really nice hotel, and just make it fun. But do be involved in society, because it is a wonderful thing to do. But again, the month of June is one of my favorite months, and I was looking up all the different things that are celebrated in the month of June. And so for every podcast that I have for the month of June, I'm going to mention other things that are celebrated uh, within the month of June. So for right now, on this uh, particular podcast, just FYI, we get to celebrate the National Zoo and Aquarium Month. So that is wonderful. And it is also the month of Savan. So just remember that as well in terms of uh, Hebrew and Israelite calendar. So we are going to take a look at the Superfund sites in the lovely state of Minnesota, so as usual, I'm going to list the ones that are current and active first, meaning they are an active hazardous waste site. They are still a problem, and they are still contaminating the earth, the water, the soil, the water table, rivers. Uh, this particularly would not contaminate the ocean because it's not near the ocean. However, there are rivers that are being contaminated, which some of those rivers eventually do empty out into the ocean. So it's one of those things, one body of water could easily be connected to another body of water, so we need to be careful of those things. So as usual, we are going to take a look at or list off first the ones that are current and active, meaning they have not been cleaned up yet and they are aware of them and they are on the national priorities list, which means they are the worst of the worst. Then we will close out the podcast with the ones that have been deleted, meaning they have been cleaned up and good to go. And Minnesota has quite a few that have been cleaned up, but they still need to do a better job of cleaning up the others. So I think that is a joint effort that should take place between the state agencies and the federal agency, which would be the EPA, as well as the companies or the cities or municipalities that cause these problems. Because some of the worst Superfund sites are city dumps which there's really no excuse for them to be uh, Superfund sites because they're owned and managed by the city, which means it's your tax dollars that have been paying for that. So obviously that means there was a mismanagement of tax funds, and the right thing was continuously not being done. And so a Superfund site developed because of inappropriate and illogical uh, behavior and choices that did not preserve the environment. And if we do not preserve the environment – here we, uh, we won't live very long as a human race if we don't have an environment because we are part of it. And we are supposed to be good stewards of it. Uh, good stewards of it. Excuse me. Let me get a drink. Call on a second. Awesome. Okay. So the first one that is current and active in the state of Minnesota is Arrowhead Refinery Company. It is located in the county of St. Louis. That county has 200,231 people living in that area. The issue with that one is um, the the soil and the sediment has been contaminated by VOCs, PAHs, petroleum, hydrocarbons, and lead. That's really bad, especially with lead, because you could get lead poisoning, so that's really bad there. And this one has been on the list since September 21st, 1984. The next one is Baytown Township Ground Water Plume. It is located in the uh, county of Washington. Washington County has 267,568 people living in that area. And this one has contamination of their groundwater, their groundwater aquifer that is used for local drinking water supplies, and it is contaminated with TCE. This one has been on the list since December 16, 1994. The next one is Burlington Northern Bernard Baxter That's a really long title, but it's the name of a site probably listing multiple areas there. It is located in the county of Crow Wing. The county of Crow Wing has 66,123 people living in that area. The soil and groundwater has been contaminated with creosote, PAHs, oil and grease, salts, and fennels. And it's due to a a wood treatment operation. So we have seen in the past that whenever they're treating wood, There's kind of a high possibility that there is going to be contamination of the environment, which is really sad, which tells me they need to change how they treat wood or maybe they just need to find a different industry to make those products. I'm not really sure what the solution is because I don't specialize in that, but it seems to me wood treatment plants tend to be pretty bad, and it shouldn't be. This one has been on the list since September 8, 1983, The next one is FMC Corporation, Fridley Plant. It is located in the county of Anoka. Anoka County has 363,887 people living in that area. Um, The soil is contaminated by TCE. The groundwater is contaminated by VOCs, including TCE. And let's see here, they detected these substances in the Minneapolis drinking water supplies. So that's really bad. So that means it's going to residential areas, which is not good. So that means it's coming out your tap water for you to cook with, for you to drink, and also for you to bathe in. So even if you're not drinking it, you are exposing your skin to it, and your skin is porous. It absorbs things. So they need to clean this up. This has been on the list since September 8th, 1983. The next one is freeway sanitary landfill. Again, landfills tend to be pretty bad, and there's no excuse. It is located in the county of Dakota. Dakota County has 439,882 people living in that area. Their groundwater is contaminated by VOCs, including benzene, ethylbenzene, and xylene. Heavy metals, including arsenic, chromium, copper, lead, and manganese. And there is a risk of these contaminants. Um, contaminating the municipal water supply in the Minnesota River. So several problems going on there, and it's still taking place. This one has been on the list since June 10, 1986. The next one is Fridley Commons Park Wellfield. It is located in the county of Anoka. Let's see here. They have VOCs and TCE um, that has been discovered in their municipal wells. And It's one of those things that they're saying that the level isn't high enough to be concerned about it. I'm just thinking you got to be dumb to think that way because if something like that is in your water supply, you do have a problem and you should be concerned. But they're saying that they're not concerned about the the level because it's below uh, the federal drinking water limits. And it's like, you got to be kidding me. So here is a perfect example of where the federal government has failed. And it's like, You know, even if the levels are low, is it is it acceptable to have these things in your water? And the answer is no, it's not acceptable, Uh, because this is still on the Superfund site list. And even worse, it's on the national priorities list. And this has been on the list since January 19th, 1999. So it's like. I just think it's kind of odd whenever they say, oh, well, it's below the federal level, so we're not going to worry about it. Would you want to bathe in that? Would you want to drink that? Would you want to cook with that? I don't think so, because contamination is contamination. I don't care what level it is. If it's contaminated, it's contaminated. You know, it's, I just think it's dumb to set a standard and then use that standard as an excuse to not do the right thing. That's my problem with that one. The next one is General Mills Henkel Corporation. It is located in the county of Hennepin. Hennepin County, it doesn't give me the population, but it's been around a long time. It says this site is a former research laboratory, so it's probably pretty bad. It says groundwater is contaminated by VOCs, including TCE, benzene, chloroform, touline, and xylenes. And the soil was contaminated by VOCs from solvent disposal. This one has been on the list since September 21, 1984. The next one is Copper's Coke. It is in the county of Ramsey. Ramsey County has 552,352 people living in that area. The soil and groundwater are contaminated by VOCs, semi-VOCs, PAHs, metals, and cyanides. And that's really bad. This one has been on the list since September 8, 1983. That's not good. The next one is Curt Manufacturing Company. It is located in the county of Anoka. Let's see. This one, they have shallow groundwater and soil that are contaminated by PCE, TCA, TCE, and DCE. It has been on the list since June 10, 1986. The next one is Lahelier Mancota site. It is located in the county of Blue Earth. Blue Earth County has 69,112 people living in that area. Their groundwater is contaminated by VOCs, TCE, and the problem was caused by uncontrolled dumping. And the domestic wells are contaminated. The municipal well that was close to the plume is supposedly not contaminated, but... I'm not really sure if they know what they're detecting because it's like if you have one type of contamination happening, then it's probably going to contaminate other things because the water table, it's connected to other sources of water. So that's why contamination is so serious because it could easily flow into something else. This one has been on the list since September 8th, 1983. The next one is long prairie groundwater contamination. So it's a site and they're already acknowledging that there is contamination. This one is in the county of Todd. Todd County has 25,262 people living in that area. And it is a former dry cleaning operation that contaminated the soil and groundwater with PCE, TCE, DCE, and vinyl chloride. The private drinking water wells were contaminated and the municipal wells were closed from 1983 to 1985. So that means the contamination was so bad They had to shut down their water supplies and get their water from someplace else. That means it's highly toxic and could kill you. So this one has been on the list since June 10, 1986, and it's still a problem. The next one is McGillis and Gibbs Bell Lumber and Pole Company. This one is located in the county of Ramsey. Let's see, the groundwater, the sediments, and the soil are contaminated with PAHs, PCP, and heavy metals such as copper, chromium, and arsenic from a wood treatment operation. It says here the municipal wells are unaffected, but private wells have been contaminated and there is a risk of contamination to local wetlands. Again, if one area is contaminated, you need to go ahead and just assume that all of it is contaminated because water travels, water moves, even within soil. That's what water does. So they need to be more aware of these things and caught like it is. This one has been on the list since September 21st, 1984. The next one is Naval Industrial Reserve Ordnance Plant. It is located in the county of Anoka. Their groundwater and soil are contaminated by solvents, including TCE, methyl chloride, and PAHs. And they uh, they were also found in the surface soil. Let's see. It says the groundwater flows into the Mississippi River and upstream of the Minneapolis drinking water treatment plant. So, You've got some cross contamination there that can affect thousands of people, so that is a concern. This one has been on the list since November 21st, 1989. The next one is New Brighton Arden Hills Twin Cities Army Ammunition Plant under the umbrella of the U.S. Army. It is located in the county of Ramsey. The groundwater, soil, and sediments and surface water are contaminated with VOCs, semi-VOCs, metals, PCBs, cyanide, pesticides, and explosives. This one has been on the list since September 8, 1983. The next one is Nutting Truck and Castor Company. It is located in Rice County. Rice County has 67,097 people living in that area. The groundwater is contaminated by TCE and DCE. The municipal wells were also contaminated, um, but they're saying that there is no definitive link to the site. I kind of roll my eyes at this because a water supply is a water supply. So, um, but anyway, this one has been on the list since September 21st, 1984. The next one is Oakdale Dump. Again, dumps and sanitary or sanitation landfills tend to be pretty bad. This one is located in the county of Washington. Washington County has 267,568 people living in that area. There's hazardous waste, including VOCs such as isopropyl, ether, and benzene. And they were disposed of at three different sites. And supposedly one of them has low-level, heavy metal contamination. And the residential drinking water wells were contaminated. Obviously, uh, we should not be surprised by this. And this one has been on the list and is still a problem ever since September 8th, 1983. The next one is Perham Arsenic Site. It is located in Ottertail County. Ottertail County has 60,081 people living in that area. The groundwater and soil are contaminated by arsenic pesticide that was dumped in a shallow pit in 1947. The site was redeveloped for commercial uh, usage. And 11 people were poisoned by a well installed in 1972. This is why I do not think these sites should be redeveloped, because there's a risk of people getting hurt, and tremendously so. And this is a perfect example of this. It says, the well and dump have been capped, and groundwater treatment is ongoing. This has been a problem and was added to the list. Well, I shouldn't say it's been a problem. It's been a problem since before. It was added to the list, but it's been on the list, and it's still a problem since September 21st, 1984. The next one is Riley Tar and Kim, St. Louis Park Plant. It is located in the county of Hennepin. Let's see here. They have soil and groundwater that are contaminated by PAHs from a a former coal tar distillation and wood treatment operations. It says uh, contaminated groundwater aquifer is used by around 43,000 people, and seven municipal wells have been closed. Obviously a problem there. This one has been on the list since September 8, 1983. The next one is Rotari Post and Pole. It is located in the county of Wadena. Wadena County has 14,065 people living in that area. The soil and groundwater are contaminated by PCP and dioxins, And the groundwater has a combination of also being contaminated by fennels from a former wood treatment operations plant. This one has been on the list since July 22, 1987. The next one is the St. Louis River, and it's obviously in the county of St. Louis. It says here, they, um, hold on a second, it says their river is contaminated by tar, PAHs, VOCs, cyanide, naphthalene, and heavy metals, including mercury. That is really concerning. That's a whole lot of stuff to have in a river. Very disturbing. It is still a problem, and it's been on the list since September 21st, 1984. The next one is St. Regis Paper Company. It is located in Cass County. Cass County has 30,066 people living in that area. The groundwater and soil and sediment are contaminated by PAHs, metals, PCPs, dioxins, and furons from a former wood treatment operation. That's really sad. It's been on the list since September 21st, 1984. The next one is South Minneapolis Residential Soil Contamination. So right there in the title, they are identifying the site and also that it is contaminated. It's probably pretty bad. This one is located in the county of Hennepin. It says that the soil, which is uh, listed as 1,480 acres, is contaminated with arsenic. And this includes uh, 3,500 residential properties, which is really concerning. And they think it's from a former pesticide manufacturing plant. Obviously did not um, dispose of things properly, unfortunately. This one has been on the list since September 19, 2007. The next one is Waite Park Wells. It is located in the county of Stearns. Stearns County has 158,292 people living in that area. It says uh, their municipal wells are contaminated by TCE, PCE. It says here there's a layer of petroleum products that are on the surface and above the water table which is concerning there, and it has elevated levels of PCBs, lead, and other heavy metals in the soil, and PCBs and VOCs in the groundwater. So multiple issues going on there. And this one has been on the list since June 10, 1986. All the ones that I just mentioned are still current and active and still causing a problem in the environment and possibly exposing their citizens to really bad things. Now we're going to take a look at the sites that have been cleaned up and are deleted, so they're no longer a problem. The first one is Adrian Municipal Well Field. It was located in the County of Nobles. It was cleaned up and good to go as of December 30th, 1992. The next one is the Gate Lake Scrapyard. It was located in the County of Cass. It was cleaned up and good to go as of August 1st, 1997. The next one is Boys Cascade Onan Corp. Medtronic Inc. It was located in the county of Anoka. It was cleaned up and good to go as of February 15, 1995. The next one is Dak Sanitary Landfill. It was located in the county of Dakota. Let's see here. It was cleaned up and good to go as of July 24, 1995. The next one is East Bethel Demolition Landfill. It was located in the County of Anoka. It was cleaned up and good to go as of May 7, 1996. The next one is Jocelyn Manufacturing and Supply Company. It was located in the County of Hennepin. It doesn't give me a date of when it was cleaned up, but it should be cleaned up and good to go. The next one is Coke Refining Company in Ren Corporation. It was located in the County of Dakota. It was cleaned up and good to go as of June 15, 1995. The next one is Cumer Sanitary Landfill. It was located in the county of Beltrami. It was cleaned up and good to go as of April 26, 1996. The next one is Legrand Sanitary Landfill. It was located in the county of Douglas. It was cleaned up and good to go as of October 23, 1997. The next one is Morris Arsenic Dump. It was located in the county of Stevens. It was cleaned up and good to go as of March 7, 1986. The next one is NL Industries TerraCorp Golden Auto. It was located in the county of Hennepin. It was cleaned up and good to go as of May 21st, 1998. The next one is Oak Grove Sanitary Landfill. This one was located in the county of Anoka. It was cleaned up and good to go as of October 17, 1996. The next one is Olmsted County Sanitary Landfill. It was located in the county of Olmstead. It was cleaned up and good to go as of February 15, 1995. The next one is Pine Bend Sanitary Landfill. It was located in the county of Dakota. It was cleaned up and good to go as of June 23, 1998. The next one is St. Augusta Sanitary Landfill Engine Dump. It was located in the county of Stearns. It was cleaned up and good to go as of November 14, 1996. The next one is South Andover Site. It was located in the county of Anoka. It doesn't give me a date of when it was cleaned up, but I'm assuming it is cleaned up and good to go, but it doesn't, again, give me a completion date, unfortunately. The next one is Twin Cities Air Force Reserve Base Small Arms Range Landfill. This one was located in the county of Hennepin. It was cleaned up and good to go as of December 16, 1996. The next one is Union Scrap Iron and Metal Company. It was also located in the county of Hennepin. It was cleaned up and good to go as of September 10, 1991. The next one is University of Minnesota Rosemont Research Center. This one was located in the county of Dakota. It was cleaned up and good to go as of February 6th, 2001. The next one is Washington County landfill, obviously located in the county of Washington. It was cleaned up and good to go as of May 16, 1996. The next one is waste disposal engineering. It was located in the county of Anoka. It was cleaned up and good to go as of June 5, 1996. The next one is Whitaker or Whittaker Corporation. It was located in the county of Hennepin. It was uh, cleaned up and good to go. Sorry, cleaned up and good to go as of February 11th, 1999. And the last one on the list is Wyndham Dump. It was located in the county of Cottonwood, and it was cleaned up and good to go as of October 6th, 2000. So we covered quite a bit in this podcast, and for good reason. So that's really good. But this is kind of a short and sweet one. Could easily talk way longer about some of the things going on with this. Um, but I think we hit the nail on the head, and I think we covered quite a bit. So I don't think we need to go into more detail than we already have. But for the next podcast, um, we will either go over a labor union or a EPA law or go over another super fun site or you know play it by ear, whatever the case may be. But this is definitely a fun podcast. But as usual, until next time, I pray that you're happy, healthy, and whole, that you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.
1: Transform the earth